And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Time to welcome back Luke Smith from Envision Financial for our half-hour get-together on a Friday afternoon. G'day, Luke. Where have we found you today? Oh, I'm actually I'm caught up in Adelaide today, so uh, unfortunately won't be able to make it into the studio, but I hope the weather's as nice there as it is here. Well, getting that way, yeah, we're still working on it, but yeah, it's not too bad. But we're going to talk about family trusts today, which uh, there's quite a bit in this. But what is a family trust? Why should we use it to to hold assets? Yeah, look, a family trust is a vehicle that people consider using where they are thinking about controlling both the income that they earn as well as the potential tax consideration. So a trust is simply a vehicle that is created to hold assets on behalf of other people. And you can buy any form of asset that you wish. It could be a house, it could be a share, it could be an ETF, it could be a building, it could be crypto. Um, There's no limit on what can be held. But one of the reasons that you would consider using it is tax minimisation as well as asset protection. They're two key things that are really, really beneficial when it comes to a family trust. Do people really use uh, crypto in family trusts? Do they? Uh, well, look, I, I don't know if, if people do or not, but no. I guess it's it's just pointing out that it's a very flexible vehicle that isn't restricted in the same way as something like a self-managed super fund. Yeah. So they can be very advantageous when it comes to thinking about long-term positions where you would want to try and control the potential capital gains tax incurred on the sale of an asset over the medium to longer term. There are a couple of uh, tricks for new players here. I guess the trust must distribute all income each year. It it just can't accrue money like a company can. Look, that's exactly right. And I think one of the important things to remember here is that it's not not the the sort of safe haven or the fix-all. It is simply just a vehicle that people can use. And you're exactly right. All of the money that is earned by the investments held in the trust must be distributed to somebody at the end of the year. And that's a great illustration of one of the key benefits. So let's look at a very quick example. Let's say I have a house and the house is worth a million dollars and I rent that house for $50,000 a year. Mm. Now, depending on my individual marginal tax rate, I may not want to receive that rental income because it may cause other tax problems for me. So a family trust is very useful because you may be able to say in any given financial year that the assessable income is passed to somebody on a potentially lower marginal tax rate, which could provide taxation flexibilities, both in individual years as well as over the longer term. So that's a discretionary thing, is it? That's exactly right. And as, as the name sort of says, a discretionary family trust gives the controller of the trust the ultimate discretion to decide who receives the income, and that can be income paid in the form of rent or dividends from a share that could also be the distribution of capital gain following the sale of an asset so thinking long term here and having the right structures i guess is what we're trying to point out to the listeners because there can be significant issues where you don't think long term you buy a house in your own name and then you're the one that has to absorb the capital gains tax at a point in the future where mitigation may be a a more favorable outcome Look, do you have to have a lot of money to have a family trust? Is it uh, one of those sort of things for the wealthy? Um, no, look, not at all. I think one of the, the, the key benefits of a family trust is asset protection. Um, so they're very useful in that regard. They are not expensive to set up. So 
there are two ways that somebody can control a trust structure. It's as an individual trustee or joint trustee, so you and I could do it, for example, or we could incorporate a company and you and I could be directors of that company as another way of doing it. Now, a, a, good tax account, a good tax accountant would be able to take people through the pros and cons of their individual situation, but it's really something that is very cost-effective to open, generally pretty cost-effective to maintain, and when you look at the potential tax benefits that you could accumulate over your investing life and the benefits that you could have from distributions and other controls leading into retirement, for example, the I think the, the beneficial control of the trust far outweighs any of the running costs during the year. Yeah, I'm just thinking of uh, some of the traps there that could occur because if you don't dot your I's and cross your T's properly, you could be in trouble here, couldn't you, with the tax man? Because, you know, they've, they've, mm-hmm. had, a, they've had a a sort of a mixed wrap over the years, family trusts, haven't they? Yes, look, exactly right. And as I say, they're not going to be perfect for everybody, but I'd much rather people hear the language and then look to potentially investigate them before the purchase of an asset because what we have seen in the past is people will go out and buy something and then this will be brought to their attention later and there are potentially some fairly hefty costs incurred when moving an asset into a trust Mm. uh, and vice versa. So it is something that is not for everybody, but again, awareness and and information is key. And if you know what you're doing in the right situations, they can be very, very useful for people. And especially where you may have reached your superannuation total super balance, so you're unable to put money into superannuation. And a great example of that could be that you have a defined benefit pension from the government, you've had some accumulated superannuation and you've reached the total super balance. You, in, in that situation, you need somewhere else to invest money outside of super and a family trust could be one of a few different vehicles that could be advantageous for you over the longer term. Okay, before we go to a break, what, what should people consider when it comes to using a trust in the future? I think one of the key things here, again, is they're not for everybody, and you do need to have places to distribute the income. So some of the rules that people need to keep in mind is distributions need to go to people over the age of 18. So you would potentially need maybe some some kids that have finished their studies and they might be at university. Some benefits there could be that you use their marginal tax rate because they've got a part-time job where they're not working. You may want to consider using a company to be a beneficiary of a trust where, say, you and your partner are on a higher marginal tax rate. You'd want to think about having the trust structure in place prior to the acquisition of an asset so that you have all of your I's dotted and T's crossed, as you said, because Mm. it's very important that your paperwork is on point when it comes to these vehicles. And also then engaging with, you know, lending providers and making sure that what you actually want to achieve is possible through the use of a vehicle like this. So it's, it's not something you race out and do. And I always caution people to say, right, let's get ready for this nice and early, be prepared so that there are no surprises, but they can be beneficial in certain situations for a lot of people. So in, in uh, just before we go into the, uh, the takeouts on that one, you've got to think long-term, haven't you? Look, 100%. And there's nothing more frustrating working with people that have acquired a wonderful asset base but have bought things potentially in the wrong name or the wrong structure, which has forced them to incur significant capital gains tax with no way out or no way to amend their position. So this sort of vehicle can be great to say, okay, we've bought a house, we sold a house, we made lots of money because we've seen property prices go crazy. 
Now, where do we want to pass out that distributable gain that is taxable? And you may be able to disperse that across one, two, three, four people or potentially a company. But I'd much rather have the ability to choose and not need it than need it and not have it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Luke, in summary, what what about the the four main points, just to to wrap it up on that one? Yeah, look, I think you need to think long term um, and, and make sure that you know what you're doing. I think distributing income each year to a lower tax rate is advantageous where possible. Consider the asset protection benefits over the longer term and then also set it up early before you buy because the last thing you want to do is incur additional stamp duty transferring an asset into a trust after you've purchased it in your own name. So be early, be prepared, and, and you'll get the best outcome available. Okay, we're talking about family trusts, why you should use one with Luke Smith. Now, some of the key things to remember when you're thinking of using a trust, let's go through some of those. Yeah, look, I think the, the, the first port of call is go to your accountant or trusted advisor because these things are not for everybody. Like anything in life, you need to make sure that you're using it for the right reasons and there is real beneficial outcomes that you can take advantage of. So don't just race out and get one because all the lads at work have got one. Check and see if it fits with your why. Check and see that it fits with your accumulation plans and what you're going to do going forwards. I then, as we said before the ad break, consider your long-term asset allocation because these vehicles are very good for those slow-burn assets that you want to see go up in value over time. Make sure that you have distribution options. So whilst maybe myself and my partner may or may not be able to receive distributions, you want to be able to take advantage of adult children or children getting very close to 18, or you may consider using a company as a beneficiary. So again, that trusted advisor and that accountant that is is really sharp will be able to take you through the pros and cons. They're also a great asset protection vehicle. So think about that where you have minors, blended families and and various other reasons to want to control the distribution and protection of assets. Think about the income that's going to be generated over the time that you may hold the asset. That's very, very important. And then think about who will control the trust. Will individuals control the trust or will I incorporate a company and then be a director of that company again? Great advice from a trusted advisor. And, you know, your accountant should be on point with this because it is, is very, very uh, important that you get the documentation right. You don't want to race out and find out that amendments needed to be made over the, the short to medium term. Yeah, because there are quite a few ever-changing rules that go with taxation laws, uh, and I guess mm. there are there are quite a few traps here. It is quite complex and it changes all the time, doesn't it? Look, it, very much so, and as I say, I, I'm stressing here, this is just about awareness. I'm not saying race out and use these things because you're a salaried employee and you don't have any assets. Well, this thing may not be for you or you may use other vehicles such as superannuation or companies. Everything has its place and it's just making sure that, like all recipes, you put all of the ingredients in together to get the flavour that you want at the end. This is very, very similar. You want to think about your why. Where am I going to accumulate the assets? What's our long-term plan? And then is this vehicle appropriate for all of the things that are important for my why? And if they are, then, then somebody like me or your trusted advisor being your accountant can take you through the tax benefits. And as you say, it is a very flexible area and the ATO are forever changing their view on these vehicles. So it's important to be uh, in front when it comes to information so that you stay current with legislation. Yeah, you can't sort of say, oh, well, I think I know enough about that. I'll set it up myself. You better, better, get, mm. better get, yeah, get so the people to know. That generally results in tears uh, and they're not mine or your accountants. Mm. They're generally the, the individual's.
<laughs> exactly. What about some of the traps? I mean, apart from the ones we've mentioned, uh, for instance, let's let's uh, think of a, a hypothetical here. Supposing I set one up and said, "Oh, yeah, that it suits me now at the moment," and uh, you know, you're, you're thinking of long-term type of strategies here. Then all of a sudden, you yep. get down the track a bit and you think, uh, "Maybe that's not for me." Yeah, look, they, they they are flexible in the sense that they can be wound up and assets can be transferred out. There may be implications depending on how and when and the why. Another thing to consider here, just to illustrate that it's not all cupcakes and rainbows, is that a trust cannot pass out an income loss. So where somebody would negatively gear a property in their own name, let's say you had $50,000 of rent and $60,000 of interest costs, that $10,000 loss position cannot be passed out of the trust. It needs to stay inside the vehicle. So again, it's very important that these things are considered and tailored to your strategies and your needs, and you're fully aware of both the positives and the considerations when it comes to using a vehicle like this, because there's a lot of detail and there are a lot of rules and there are a lot of hurdles to get over, but where it suits, it, it, it really is something that can be very powerful over the longer term. Right. Okay, well, you've gone through a lot here, and there's quite a lot of detail in there in the last 20 minutes or so. Can we just uh, sort of do some takeouts here, some summaries here, just to... Uh, yeah, sure. To yeah. So I think, I think if I was going to take the, the, the key things, make sure that you understand your options when it comes to distributing income. If the worst thing that happens is that you receive the income, I've never been upset about having too much choice because you never know what's going to happen in relation to your personal situation in the future. Whilst you may not be able to distribute something this year, going forwards, thinking where money could go may be very beneficial from a tax perspective. When you're thinking about realising property and benefiting from capital growth in something like a property sector, then distributing capital gains and using those capital gains to potentially then make tax-deductible contributions to superannuation can be a great way to mitigate or manage your overall tax position. And again, they're a wonderful vehicle for asset protection where you have blended families, business structures, and assets that need to be accumulated outside of the superannuation environment. So there might be little things in there that, that suit some people, and you always need to weigh up the longer-term benefit against, as we said earlier, the cost of setting them up and running them, because they do need to have a tax return lodged every year because they are the legal owner of the underlying asset. Yeah, I think one of the, uh, the the things that stuck in my mind in the last uh, few minutes is uh, to consider who will control the trust, individual or mm. company. That that would seem to be a pretty important one. Look, exactly right, and that's where you would get you know your trusted advisor involved um, and and go and speak to your family lawyer or go and speak to your lawyer and say, look, you know we have this situation in our family, or I'd like to achieve this specific outcome. How can I best mitigate or limit? The potential for A, B and C because all families are different and all families are unique and all families have trials and tribulations mm. as I've sort of experienced. So <laughs> planning for those things and getting your documentation correct and the controlling entity of the trust is vital and that's where your family lawyer can really step in as part of your broader estate planning and add some huge value to your broader paperwork and situation. Okay, so uh, I guess the the final message is, yeah, it's a damn good thing. It's a fantastic thing to have a family trust, but uh, do your homework first and get others to do the exactly homework right. too. Mm. Exactly right. Get, get people around you that know what they're talking about because you may have some problems that they haven't thought of and they may have some solutions to things you've never considered. So 
So it never hurts to have too much information when making an informed decision, and I think that's that's vital. Okay, just briefly, where can listeners get more information as we always go through at this time of the day? Yeah, so if, if, if you're unsure, if maybe you want to have a chat about whether that vehicle is appropriate for your next property empire purchase, 6260-4749. You can get us in the office there and contact the girls and make an appointment. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au. That's Envision with an E. We've got the Knowledge Centre there and people can subscribe to that for free and there's a huge library of technical information, videos and, and animations. We've also got the podcast, the strategy stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. So as I've learned over the last couple of weeks, you can listen to that anywhere in the world and then make an appointment on Zoom. And we've also got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we've got recordings of the show, the key takeouts, and you can watch it on your, on your iPhone or Android device. You don't have to read anything. Stay on the couch, drink in hand on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> okay. Finance made easy. Good on you, Luke. Safe trip back, mate, and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks so much, Rod. See you soon, mate.